shall we? Dear Lord, we thank you for this tremendous song from our dear sister Jasmine. And Lord, may you indeed do it again. May you bring the health and the healing for the many that we've been praying for. May you do it again, Lord, for Christopher Rodney as he lays there at the Markham Stouffville Hospital so critically ill. May you do it again, Lord, and help and help and reach out to Brother Patrick O'Shea many miles away from here. May you reach out, O oh God, to those that are struggling and battling with COVID-19 like Charles Trotman and others. We rejoice, Lord, that Rena Chambers and her mom and family have recovered, but others continue to need your help. And so do it again in the lives of the many on our prayer list. Oh, thank you, Lord, for caring about each precious person, each dear family, families that you love and we love. And now we just humbly ask that you would open up our minds and hearts to the truth of your word. Bless this message. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. It is our privilege indeed to be in the house of God today and to know that through faith and trust in Jesus, we are a part of the family of God. Amen? Amen. Rejection is something most of us have to deal with quite regularly. Isn't that true? Rejection can refer to having someone break up with you, someone choosing another person or group over you. It can include uh, applying for a job and not getting it or perhaps being let go from a job. It can include being passed over for promotion, being pushed to, to the side. It can even involve having your child or grandchild ignore you, or having your brothers or sisters not accept you, not accept you, as happened in the life of a man named Jephthah over 3,000 years ago. Our topic, our subject today is overcoming rejection. Overcoming rejection. In a previous message, we studied the rejection of Jephthah, J-E-P-H-T-H-A-H, -H -H, the, the rejection that Jephthah himself experienced. And his story is told in Judges chapter 11. Look at verses 1 through 3 here. Now Jephthah of Gilead was a great warrior. He was the son of Gilead, but his mother was a prostitute. Gilead's wife also had several sons, and when these half-brothers grew up, they chased, look at that, they chased Jephthah off the land. You will not get any of our father's inheritance, they said, for you are the son of a prostitute. So Jephthah fled from his brothers and lived in the land of Tob. Soon he had a band of worthless rebels following him. You can see here how Jephthah himself was rejected by his brothers. Now in a previous message that I shared with you recently, we talked about how sooner or later, sooner or later you and I will face some kind of, of rejection. And perhaps you're 
going through that right now, some of you. We also discussed how reactions, reactions to rejection can vary from, from mild to moderate to extreme. And then we talked about how some helps for rejection. We just started into some of the helpful suggestions. And here, here, are, here are some truths that can help you and me overcome rejection as we look at this on a larger scale. Now, I want to strongly encourage you, if you don't have a piece of paper and a pen or paper with you, uh, viewers, I want to encourage you to grab one quickly or grab your tablet, whatever you keep notes on, because what I'm about to share with you will really assist you personally, and if you keep these notes, you'll be able to be a benefit and a blessing to other people as they talk to you about the rejection that they're going through. I've given a handout to the few people that are right here in the sanctuary for note-taking purposes. All right? So the truth number one that we want to focus on that can help you overcome rejection, truth number one is this. Let God's Holy Bible help you overcome rejection. I talked about this in a lot of detail in the last message, okay? And so if you want a thorough, a thorough uh, covering of it, go back to the previous me message on Jephthah and rejection. But as a little review here, I want us to remind ourselves, and I remi remind you, please, remember that God loves you and accepts you. 1 John chapter 4, verse 16 says, We know how much God loves us. One of the biggest ways that you can be helped when you go through a time of rejection is by reminding yourself that the Word of God teaches you, teaches me, all of us, that God loves you. You are a child of God. If you've put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord, you're a child of the King. You belong to him, all right? So remember his love for you. Then also remember that Jesus was rejected. In the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verse 11, it says, He, Jesus, came to his own people, and even they rejected him. Even they rejected him. In other words, Jesus knows how to help you and me because he experienced the pain of rejection. He experienced that pain. Also, Joseph in the Bible was rejected many times. But the Bible says, and the Lord was with him. The Lord was with Joseph. Just because you go through rejection does not mean the Lord is not with you. All right? Remember that. When you're going through a, an experience of rejection, it doesn't mean the Lord has abandoned you. No. Joseph was repeatedly told by the Lord that he was still with him. Also in the Bible, Hagar was rejected. And many times, you and I have to be like Hagar in that we have to persevere. We have to persevere through rejection just as Hagar did. Now we can also pray we can pray and ask the Lord to bring healing to you after rejection, during rejection. Psalm 66 verse 20 says, 
Blessed be God because he has not, look at that, he has not rejected my prayer or removed his steadfast love from me. Isn't that beautiful? Wow. All right. So definitely God's Holy Bible can help you overcome rejection. Now there are many other ways <clears throat> that the Lord uses to help you during that special time of need. And so now I want to turn your mind to a second truth that can help you overcome rejection. And it is this. Okay, number two. Acknowledge your hurt and emotions when rejected. If you get rejected and you feel like you have been wounded, that's because your brain thinks you have been wounded. Your brain thinks you have been wounded. Listen to this. A University of Michigan study of magnetic resonance imaging, MRI, the magnetic resonance imaging scans found that rejection actually activates the same parts of our brain as physical pain does. Did you know that? You do now. Here it is again. The MRI scans found that rejection actually activates the same parts of our brain as physical pain does. It's very interesting, isn't it? In other words, when you are rejected, it's real. Don't pretend, don't pretend that it doesn't hurt. Be honest with yourself and with others so you do not bottle it up. All right? Here's a third truth which can help you. <clears throat> Number three. Try not to take being rejected too personally. Try not to take being rejected too personally. Remember that just because one person or one organization doesn't like or appreciate something about you doesn't mean that the whole world is rejecting you. You got that? Doesn't mean the whole world is rejecting you. One thing that I have learned from big name recording artists, major pop singers and country and western singers and, and major gospel singers, one thing I've learned from them is how many of them actually talk about initially being rejected by many concert promoters and many recording studios until after a lot of perseverance and by refusing to take being rejected too personally, they eventually found their niche or, or place 
in the music industry. And then a lot of them sold 75 to 150 million albums and of course are now multimillionaires. My, my problem, I guess, is I, I just haven't found my niche in the music industry. Is that right, Chris? <laughs> All right. Now, besides having talent and a certain musical appeal to a segment of the population, these musical superstars would tell you that one of the main reasons they made it big in the music industry was because, because they did not allow themselves to take rejection too personally. They didn't allow themselves to take rejection too personally. Amen? And by the way, before I move on to our third point, and since I was speaking about music there, I just want to express our appreciation to Jan Ong, our worship leader today, for the beautiful music. Amen. And the wonderful solo from Jasmine. And I want to express appreciation to our other musicians who lead us and sing on various Sundays and on other occasions. All right. Hey. Oh, yes. Thank you to the team indeed. Beautiful team. Yes. Yes. Mika on the keyboard and Christian on the drums. Thank you indeed. All right. Here's the fourth truth that can help you overcome rejection. Number four, build up your self-esteem. Build up. Now listen, I want you to pay careful attention because there, there are many times you need to use these principles to help yourself and help others, okay? When you experience rejection, it can make you feel bad about yourself. Isn't that true? Of course. Sit down and make a list of things you like about yourself and write down your accomplishments. Write it down. This will help you to think and remember that you do have a lot of good things going for you. If you are having a difficult time thinking up the positive things in your life, Ask your parents, especially ask your mother. Mothers usually say only good things about their kids, right? My mother always stands up for me. My wife would say amen, <laughs> okay? Ask your parents or a friend or someone else that you trust and say, you know, do you know some good things about me? Tell me, please, tell me. I want to write them down, okay? In an article called... Uh, how to deal with rejection, Samantha Vincenti quotes a psychologist by the name of Guy Winch, W-I-N-C-H, who says this. He says, the most important thing we need to do to heal the emotional wound rejection creates is to revive our self-esteem by focusing on what we do bring to the table whether the rejection was by a romantic partner, a prospective employer, or a neighbor. Samantha Vincenti then goes on in her helpful article to say this. She says, 
making a list of positive qualities you know you already possess can curb negative self-talk after the ego blow and help you to bounce back sooner. Help you to bounce back sooner. So, what might be some of your good qualities that you write down? Well, simple things like, you know, you truly care about people, uh, you are honest, you are a good listener, you make yourself available to help people, to help a friend, uh, you don't gossip, you encourage instead of discourage, you don't knock people down, you pick people up, uh, you mind your own business, uh, you are a good employee, you do your job well, and you have a strong work ethic. And uh, there, there are many more good qualities that you probably have that you can write them down. But sometimes, whether it's you or me, you know, whether it's you or me, sometimes we have to almost write things down to kind of remind ourselves that, hey, I do have a lot of things going for me. Right? All right. Praise God, my wife agrees with me. <laughs> okay, so... By writing things down, by doing so in this way, you will be applying emotional first aid and it will boost, it will boost your self-esteem, reduce your emotional pain, and build your confidence going forward. Got it? Okay. Let's move on to the fifth truth, which can assist you in overcoming rejection. Number five. Try not to criticize yourself after being rejected. In an article called Why Rejection Hurts So Much and What to Do About It, psychologist Guy Winch says, have zero, have zero tolerance for self-criticism. All right? Have zero tolerance for self-criticism. Tempting as it might be to list all your faults in the aftermath of a rejection, and natural as it might seem to chastise yourself for what you did wrong, don't, says Dr. Winch, don't. By all means, review what happened and consider what you should do differently in the future. But there is absolutely no good reason to be punitive and self-critical while doing so. Thinking I should probably avoid talking about my ex on my first date is fine. Thinking I'm such a loser is not fine. Psychologist Guy Winch says something else that's very important. Uh, I want you to pick this up now. Guy says something else very important as to why you should not criticize yourself. Wynn says, another common mistake we make is to assume, here it is, is to assume our rejection is personal when it is not. Most rejections, whether romantic, professional, and even social, are due to fit, F-I-T, due to, quote, fit, fit and circumstance. Going through an exhaustive search of your own deficiencies in an effort to understand why it didn't work out 
is not only unnecessary, but misleading. Now, I too have had to learn not to criticize myself after I have been rejected. Some of you are thinking, you've been rejected? Yes, many times. I better take a drink of water before I get into some of these. <clears throat> here's, a, here's a little example. Just one of many. I experienced rejection as, as a teenager, as an adult, and I have experienced rejection as a grandfather. The following happened sometime before COVID-19 started in Toronto. When this story happened, our grandson, wonderful Yanni, was five years old, and our granddaughter, Everly, was two years old. One Monday evening, we had invited our two children, their spouses, and, um, and the grandchildren for supper. Now normally, my wife and I would get home before guests would come, and we would, we would start supper. But on that occasion, both my wife and I got delayed, and our children and their families let themselves into our home with a key which they have. They went, they went into our home, and the grandchildren started playing with the toys we have in the living room, which is quite common for them to do. I arrived home around 5.15 p.m., and my wife was about 10 minutes behind me. As I opened the door, I could tell that all of them had arrived because of the coats, the strollers, and their shoes, boots, whatever was there. Now, just for you to better understand this story, you need to know that my grandkids call me Devo, D-E-T-H-O. They call me Devo, which is the Macedonian word for grandfather. And uh, they call my wife Nana, N-A-N-A. As I entered our home, as I entered in, I shouted out. Now remember, my wife is still five, ten minutes behind me. As I entered in, I shouted out, Who is here? Well, the five-year-old and two-year-old shouted out, Dello! Dello! I then heard their feet running towards me. They started to run towards me. As they came around the corner, they were running, and I kind of knelt down so that they could run into my arms and I could give them a big hug and kiss. I could give them a big hug and kiss. And do you know what happened? You're supposed to say what, what? Do you know what happened? Okay, thank you. <laughs> All right, so I'm expecting these two little ones to run into my arms for me to give them a big hug and kiss. Well, they did not, they did not run and jump into my arms, Dr. Lisa. They ran. They ran past me. Yes, they ran past me and then said, Dedo, where's Nana? 
We want to see Nana. My wife here is saying amen. And I, I said to them, I said to them, what am I, kids? Am I chop suey or something or what? Well, that for me, my friends, was rejection. I'm not getting much sympathy from my wife here. <laughs> oh, Raven, ask my wife to have some sympathy on me, please. Okay, anyway, that for me was rejection from my two little grandchildren. Now, just so you know, just so you know, I didn't hold it against my grandkids, and I didn't hold it against my wife. I rushed into the kitchen and hurried up to make supper. I got over my rejection quickly, honestly. Now, I just want to say that Cindy, my wife, has earned, she has earned the right to be their favorite grandparent, and I am truly happy about the outstanding relationship Cindy has with our grandchildren. Thank you, she says. Okay? I am honestly not Liam, I am not one bit jealous. <laughs> My wife says, no, I, I, I'm not. I, honestly, I'm not, okay? Now, Cindy has been able to spend a lot more time with our grandkids than I have, and it is natural for our little grandchildren to be extra super close to Cindy. Bria, does that make sense? For children whether it's ours or yours, for children, time spent with them equals love. Time spent with kids equals love. So I want my wife to know and for you to know that I in no way resent the fact that little Yanni and little Everly prefer their nana over their devil. Okay? I am glad Cindy has such a great relationship with them. At the same time, if you were to talk with our grandchildren's parents, they would tell you, and I'm sure my wife would tell you as well, that I am very loving towards, uh, towards them and that I have played with them a lot. I've taken them to the parks, to the beach, for bicycle rides, walks, and I've taken them on trips. Right, Cindy? They love me, Dad, though, she says. <laughs> okay. So they, they also really like cherries. And so when, when cherries are on sale, for example, as they were just a couple of weeks ago, you know, I bought some cherries, several pounds, dropped them off to their homes along with some other goodies. When our five-year-old and two-year-old grandkids ran past me, when they ran past me looking for their grandmother, there is no doubt that I felt rejected and hurt. But the main reason I told you that story is because if you are a father or grandfather, men, men, we will most often find that our children or grandchildren will gravitate more towards their mother and grandmother. There are a variety of reasons for that. Men, don't feel rejected. At the same time, let's never, let's never um, ignore our children or our grandchildren, but rather invest in them. Men, let's rejoice 
rejoice over seeing children get extra excited about their mother and grandmother. No need to be jealous. Amen, says Cindy. By the way, I do know that occasionally, not often, occasionally, a child will gravitate more towards the father and grandfather, occasionally. Well, I could have criticized myself for the fact that my two grandchildren ran past me looking for their grandmother, but that wouldn't help me any, right? I have needed to accept the fact that because their grandmother has spent more time with them since they were born, usually they will look for their nana first over their grandfather. So, don't criticize yourself after being rejected, and especially don't criticize yourself over something you have little or no control over. Listen to this. Bachelors, we've got several bachelors right here in the sanctuary. Bachelors, occasionally you, believe it or not, you might have some girls reject you and turn you down for a date for no other reason than perhaps because they think you are maybe too short. Right? In their opinion, in their opinion, you just aren't maybe tall enough for them. I've known girls like that. Well, don't criticize yourself for being short. That's the way God made you. And just say, Lord, thank you for who I am. Right? Girls, bachelorettes, occasionally, if you are a tall girl, some guys will reject you and turn you down for a date for no other reason than perhaps, perhaps in some guy's opinion, you are maybe too tall. You know? Some men will say, I know this. Some men will say, you know, I want a woman. I want a woman who, who is short and petite. You know? They'll say, I don't want a woman who is tall enough and strong enough to, to pick me up and, and slam me on the floor like they do in wrestling. Okay? This is true. Ladies, don't criticize yourself for being tall. That's the way God made you. So just say, just say to yourself, Lord, say, Lord, thank you. Thank you for how you made me. Right? Thank you, Lord, for how you made me. Amen? All right. Let's go to a sixth truth that can help you overcome rejection. Number, number six is this. Talk to other people who have gone through rejection. Talk to them. Knowing that other people have gone through the same thing you can make the worry of rejection seem like less of a catastrophic event. It's true. Um, I'm sure you've heard that there are cancer support groups 
who meet once a week or maybe once every two weeks. People who attend cancer support groups do so because it helps them. It helps them to be with people and talk with people who also are going through cancer as they are. They, they can relate to each other. Now, I don't know of rejection support groups. There might be some. I don't know. But simply talking with someone who has gone through or is going through a rejection can help you. Next truth, number seven. Get some additional rest and sleep after a rejection experience. When you have had physical pain, you, you have often had to get some extra rest and sleep to give your body some added opportunity to heal up. Isn't that correct? The pain of rejection can also require some extra rest and sleep to help your body and your mind heal you up emotionally. Does that make sense to you? Bria, you're a brilliant lady. Does that make sense? Yes. So get some additional rest and sleep after a rejection experience. Okay. Here is another helpful strategy. Number eight, surround yourself with supportive people. Okay? Surround yourself with supportive people. This can also be a big help to you. Being around people who make you feel good and care about you can be very helpful. Just because someone has rejected you doesn't mean there, there aren't lots of other people who do accept you. That makes sense, doesn't it? All right. Number nine. Take time to be alone if necessary. Take time to be alone. For some people, surrounding yourself with people who love and care about you can be very helpful. That's true. For others, it can also help to be by yourself, at least for a while. That period of time can vary for all of us. Uh, there were times when Jesus himself withdrew to be alone. You can read about that in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 14, verse 13, for example. Luke 22, verse 31 to 44, okay? Someone in an article called Dealing with Rejection says this. He says, it's okay to lean on other people, but it's also okay to take a break from people. Enjoy your own company for a while, says this author. Enjoy your own company for a while. Boy, I'm going to enjoy my own company more after reading stuff like that. <laughs> okay. I have personally found it very helpful, very helpful to be alone when I have been rejected or hurt in, in other ways. Okay? When alone, 
You can pray or just soak in the beauty of God's creation if you are outside. That's right. Truth number 10. Take, take 10. Okay. Take time to cool off. It is often a good idea to take some time away from someone who has rejected you. If you are hurting emotionally or if you feel angry, it's a good idea to take some time away from that person so you don't say, you don't say or you don't do something that you will regret later. Amen? Hurting them back may feel satisfying in the moment, but it won't help in the long run. Remember the phrase, remember the phrase, hurt people hurt people. Hurt people hurt people. And so sometimes it's best to take time to cool off. Number 11, number 11. Learn from your rejection experience, okay? Learn from it. For example, if you are single and you have had one or two dates with someone, but then they reject you, learn from the rejection. Now, young people, you're hearing some great truth here. This can really help you, okay? Learn from the rejection. Ask yourself, for instance, does he or she not want to date me anymore because on the last date I spent 30 minutes talking about how terrible my previous boyfriend or previous girlfriend was? You know, don't do that again. You learn from it. Or, or you have to ask yourself, am I being rejected uh, because I have bad breath or body odor? Ask your mother or father. They'll be honest with you. Okay? So, if that's the case, you know, you got bad breath, body odor, whatever, take action to correct that. Um, or, ask yourself, am I being rejected because, because I have been lazy and I've been unemployed for the last three years? I could have been working, but I just, you know, took it easy and and uh, mooched off other people, whatever. So, what do you do? You get with it, and you start looking for a job. That's what you do. You look for a job and find that good job, right job, so that whoever you, you were trying to date will say, hey, he or she has lots of energy, lots of get up and go, okay? Uh, you should also ask yourself, am I being rejected simply because he or she doesn't feel the chemistry, okay? There isn't much you can do about that. I mean, it doesn't matter who it is. Sometimes, I'm sure, you, whether you're younger or older, you've noticed this, sometimes you feel a certain chemistry, okay? Like I... I, I know there, there, there are some people in our church. They've, they've told me. They've told me. They said, Pastor Nick, as soon as I met so-and-so, I knew that she was going to be my wife. 
where I knew that he was going to be my husband. They must have felt some chemistry there. Are you with me? Are you understanding? Hello? All right? All right. Learn from your rejection experience. Here's another example. <clears throat> Let me take a little drink of water here. Okay. Our daughter, our daughter Amy and her husband have a little daughter who is named Yulia. Yulia. It's actually spelled J-U-L-I-A, but um, officially, according to her dad's background, it's pronounced Yulia. Okay? Now, last March 2020, Yulia was only seven months old. In March of 2020, COVID-19 became a serious problem, and so I stopped getting close. I stopped getting close to little Yulia, and I stopped getting close to all my grandchildren and children, so as to protect them just in case I picked up COVID-19 from officiating funerals, weddings, church services, um, visiting in hospitals, and so on. Now, I stopped, in fact, I stopped going into their homes, the homes of my grandkids, and, and uh, when I saw a seven-month-old Yulia outside, I usually only saw her for a few minutes, and each time I kept at least six feet away from her to abide by COVID-19 regulations. That was March. By the end of July 2020, I had hardly seen little Yulia, I'd hardly seen her for four and a half months as I waited for COVID to pass, and obviously it had not passed and still hasn't passed. At the end of July 2020, I thought I better get a COVID test so I could hopefully become a part of the, quote, family, family bubble, all right? Well, I learned on August 1, 2020, that my COVID test was fortunately negative. It was negative, which meant I did not have COVID and that I should feel free to pick up and hug now one-year-old Yulia, Yulia, or we call her Yuli as well. August 1st was her one-year-old birthday. She was one. I went to pick her up. I went to pick up little Yuli and to hug her. And guess what her reaction was? You guessed it. She rejected me. She rejected me. My wife says, and her uncle as well. All right? You know, I went to hug her. I picked her up. I hugged her. I was going to give her a kiss. And she rejected me. She, she started to scream. Jan, she started to scream and shout and cry and, and she pushed me away as she, as she then ran for her mother, my daughter. She ran for her mother. Boy, did I feel rejection. Could you please go, ah. Louder, louder, ah. 
I'm not sure I believe you. <laughs> anyway, now, I thought, I thought she would have been thrilled to be picked up and hugged by me, her grandfather, after not getting close to her for four and a half months. Four and a half months. Instead, she screamed and fought me to let her go. Have you had that happen? Maybe. Now, what could I learn from my one-year-old granddaughter rejecting me like that? Well, first, I learned that with some little children, it can take a while for them to accept you after they haven't seen you for a long time. So, anytime you've got kids in your family, little kids, you know, if you're an uncle or an aunt, you haven't seen them for a long time, you've been missing them, then when you see them, listen, don't be surprised if instead of running to you, they run from you. Okay? All right? That's something we can learn. Secondly, I was reminded that Yuli, that Yuli was very much like her mother was when her mother, Amy, was a baby. Some of you in our church here remember when Amy, our daughter, was a baby. Um, when, when, uh, when Amy was a baby, I remember how she would simply, I mean, she would just simply cling to her mother and would not go to anyone else. Wouldn't go to anyone else. Some of you watching and listening are probably saying, yep, that's how your child was. My wife and I used to take Amy, when she was a little baby, we used to take her to visit my parents about once every week or maybe once every two weeks, whatever it was. And the sad thing was, Amy would never, she would never go into the arms of my mother or father. I remember on one occasion, my mother said, my mother said, Nico, how come your daughter doesn't like us? That hurt. I'm being honest. You know, my mother says to me about our first, our first baby, Nico, how come your daughter doesn't like us? And uh, I've kind of had the same challenge with my own granddaughter now. Six months, six months have now passed since August the 1st when she turned one. Six months have passed and still the only way, the only way she will sit in my lap is, are you listening? The only way she will sit in my lap is if I give her a child's ice cream cone to lick. Yeah. And then once, once she finishes the ice cream cone, she's gone. It's like, I don't need you anymore. <laughs> you, you know? So, so, I've, guys, I've learned that one way to a girl's heart is through ice cream. How about that? Mika, all right? Anthony, got to remember, one way to a girl's heart is through ice cream. Anyway, anyway, learn from your rejection. Now, sometimes, sometimes, listen to this, sometimes what we need to learn from rejection is this. 
Is God allowing rejection to direct you onto a different path than you are on? Got that? If a particular single man or woman rejects you, is it possible that God is redirecting you to a man or a woman that is better suited for you? Eh? If a particular employer rejects you, is it possible that God has a job somewhere else? A job that will be more suitable for you. If a student isn't accepted into a particular university, is it because he or she didn't have the grades, could be, to get in? Or was God trying to redirect, redirect him or her in another direction? Galatians 5.16 says, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. And Psalm 139 verse 10 says, your hand, the hand of the Lord, your hand will guide me and your strength will support me. Amen? Let me take you to a 12th truth. Here you got lots of, lots of truths. No extra charge. Number 12, understand, understand that healing from rejection takes time, okay? That's right. Healing from rejection takes time. Time usually does help, but healing can't be rushed or predicted. Um, follow me on this. I have seen a lot of people go through many different surgeries across the years, hundreds of surgeries. It has been intriguing for me to, to observe that in the case of some people, two days after their major surgery, they feel, for example, ready to go back to work. In the case of some other patients who were basically the same age and similar level of physical fitness, similar age, Instead of them feeling ready to go back to work in two days, it took them two weeks to get to the same point of physical healing. Uh, someone else, perhaps, occasionally, needed two months. Why? I, I don't know all the answers, but just as it takes some people less time and other people it takes more time to physically heal up, when it comes to recovering from rejection, how long it takes can really vary. It can really vary. So if you've got a relative, you've got a friend who went through a, 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 a major rejection experience, listen, don't, don't just slap them on the back and say, get over it, okay? It might be that they just need more time. Don't make them feel worse. Length of healing. Healing time will be, will, will be very much affected by the nature of the rejection, and also by the person's attitude. Attitude is a big thing. Either way, healing can look like a curved road with ups and downs, ups and downs. All right, <clears throat> number 13. 
Talk to professionals if necessary. If it seems like it is taking too long to get over your feelings of rejection, consider talking with a counselor, a therapist, a pastor, a psychologist, and occasionally some people need a psychiatrist to get over their rejection. All right? That's just simply the truth. Number 14. Number 14. Here's another very helpful truth. Develop a thank you, thank you, next mentality. Okay? Develop a thank you, next mentality. Okay? People who survive and thrive in sales develop this thank you, next mentality to prevent themselves from dwelling on rejection. Whether a salesperson is, is selling cars, houses, refrigerators, and stoves, or whatever, good salespeople know that they will be repeatedly rejected. And some salespeople who are listening now are saying, that's so true, Pastor Nick, that's so true. Okay? Good salespeople know that they will repeatedly be rejected no matter how good they are at their job. That's reality. The secret to their survival and success is to mentally say to themselves, thank you to the departing customer and move on to the next customer. Thank you. Next. All right? Essentially, great salespeople train themselves to shake off, shake off, shake off rejection. There's an old story about a farmer's donkey which fell into an old well, W-E-L-L. -L. When the old farmer discovered his donkey had fallen into the well, he got a bunch of ropes and, and other tools and tried again and again and again. He tried so hard. He tried very, very hard to rescue that, that dear donkey. But after a long time of trying, he was not successful. Finally, when he came to the point where he felt there was no way of getting him out, the farmer felt the only right thing to do is to bury him. The farmer started to dump. He started to dump wheelbarrows of dirt into the well. As he dumped each wheelbarrow, he noticed, he noticed the donkey shaking off, shaking off the dirt and stomping, stomping down the dirt, little by little. With every wheelbarrow dumped down the well, the donkey kept shaking the dirt off, shook it off, stomping it down, and gradually the donkey was moving up, rising up in the old well. Eventually, the donkey shook off enough dirt and stomped down enough of it that the donkey rose to the top and was able to walk out of the well into freedom. My friend, you will experience a lot of rejection 
in your life. Shake it off. Shake it off. Rise to the top and walk in freedom. Amen? Shake it off. Stomp down on rejection and be free of it. Let it be so. Let it be so. My friends, today obviously we've been talking about rejection. When God Almighty walked this earth in the person of Jesus, he himself was rejected in many ways from his birth right up until his crucifixion. He was rejected. The question is, have you, have you yourself been rejecting Jesus? The risen Jesus says to you, to all of us, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in. And so I say to you, don't keep rejecting Jesus. Don't leave him out of your life. But rather say, Jesus, I open up the door of my heart and my life to you. Would you pray this prayer with me? Look up to the Lord. You can keep your eyes open or you can shut your eyes, whatever you wish. And just say, Dear Lord, thank you for loving me. Thank you for caring about me. Thank you for not rejecting me. And on this wonderful day, Lord, I no longer want to reject you. But instead, I want to open up my heart. I want to open up my life to you and accept you as my Savior and Lord. Come into my heart. Come into my life. I want to be a part of the family of God. No longer rejecting you. Thank you, Lord, for accepting me into your family. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. If you prayed that prayer today, I want you to write me, Pastor Nick. Look us up on rosewoodchurch.ca. Send us an email, text message, a letter, and let us know of the decision you're making today so we can help you begin and be blessed in your spiritual journey. God bless you. Let's stand here in the sanctuary.